playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. Welcome back to another episode, my people. It's your boy, the Radical Latino. Welcome back to the Radical Latino show. What is popping? My God, this is the last episode for 2019. Oh my God, Lord baby Jesus. How did we get past it? Jeez, a lot of things happened. A lot of things came about you know thank you for rocking with your boy um remember 2020 is a new decade so let's try to start this new decade off the right way you know and some empowerment you know what i'm saying let's start this decade off with some empowerment let's start this decade off with some constructiveness let's try to do that for 2020 you know what i'm saying i don't want to see our people out here all fucked up in the street I don't want to see our people out here fighting amongst ourselves and all that other shit. Okay? Let's start this New Year's off. Let's go into the new year with a clean slate. Like, you know, when you, when someone's in a relationship or whatever the case is and, you know, shit happens, you caught the motherfucker cheating or the person didn't give you enough affection or whatever and you leave this person and you go through a healing process and now your new relationship you starting it off as a clean slate let's start this new decade off with a clean slate this whole past 29 let's just leave all that negativity of 2019 behind us and let's start 2020 off with a clean slate 2019 some of y'all probably bugging Wilding out, y'all fight all the time. Y'all shit is just, you know, drinking and smoking and all that. Let's start the new decade off right. Let's not get into bad vices, old habits. Let's start the shit off right. Let's try to get money. You know what I'm saying? Let's try to get money. Let's try to do something constructive. You know what I mean? Hopefully that <laughs> helps out for anybody out there that you know want some motivation you know what i mean uh just let me know i i i'm a really good motivational uh uh you know motivator i guess <laughs> motivational motivator speaker whatever you know what i'm saying but anyway let's start the the year off right um a couple of updates uh the in 2020 i'm gonna announce my website my website's already done it's 100 complete you know security everything's a already done you know what i'm saying um i really had to you know really mark up the security on it because the last thing i need is somebody to go into some of my servers ddos attacks and all that other bullshit i don't need all of that you know what i'm saying so i'm, I'm glad that you know I, I bumped up my security but everything is not everything is never a hundred percent you know what i'm saying so that is pretty much done i'm gonna let you guys know what it is on my youtube channel first and then i'll later later put it on on the podcast you know what i'm saying but go to my youtube channel the radical latino you know what i'm saying so you guys can get updated with everything also i do 
you know, live streams that I don't put on the podcast. Basically, I do visual podcast forms on YouTube every Saturday. I do it on live stream. I do it like around 8, 9, 10 o'clock. And I always announce when I'm going to do them. You know what I'm saying? I always announce like on Twitter and Instagram. Yo, I'm going to go live at 10. Yo, I'm going to go live at 8. Yo, you know what I'm saying? I always announce it. So always be prepared and all that other shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, check, get, get updates and all that. Um, One thing that I've seen this week was the movie Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Oh my God. That movie was the shit. I'm telling y'all right now, if y'all have not seen that movie, I don't know what y'all doing. Go see that movie. That movie, Uncut Gems, is really, it's a, it's a good, I think it's going to win the Oscar. It's a really good movie. The whole time, the shit, the shit got me on the edge of my seat. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Are you serious? Yo, what the, and you know, and the ending is wild. You don't expect it. You don't expect none of that. You know what I'm saying? So go, I highly recommend it. Go see Uncut Gems. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, it's, it's something that, 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 you know, the movie takes you, takes you through a, an emotional roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? With somebody that doesn't learn their lesson and keep on fucking up. And it's like very cringy. Like, oh my God, dude, do you not get it? You know what I'm saying? So really really re- really recommend it um another thing that i want to do for uh this uh episode for the last episode of 2019 what i want to do i want to give my top five podcast picks of 2019 the top five podcasts that i listen to on a regular basis i always listen to these podcasts some of them are new to me and I got hooked on them. Some of them are I some some of them I've always been listening to. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna start off from the the number five all the way to number one, right? So number five is Flip the Script from my man Queens Flip. If you guys don't know who Queens Flip is, he's very a, a, um active in the battle rap community. You know, he's He's a sideliner, you know, he uh, started a podcast called Flip the Script and it's uh, it's called, it's spelled flip like flip, F-L-I-P, the D-A script, S-C-R-I-P-T, you know, flip the script. And he basically has interviews with like people from the hood, you know, hood famous dudes, you know, rappers, battle rappers other mobsters other gangsters that are you know hood famous you know what i'm saying that the story weren't told or weren't put out there you know what i'm saying so it's a very good 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 podcast and the way i got put on is because i want to give a big shout out to starborn shout out to you bro because he's been sending me a bunch of uh king tone do you guys know who king tone is king tone was this uh latin king in in brooklyn in new york and there was a hbo special documentary on him long story short my man went to jail and all that so vlad tv is he's interviewing him right 
and Starborn is sending me all these anyway I'm trying to catch them you know what I'm saying I want the full interview to come out so because of that I think the YouTube algorithm kind of bumped up every Latin King you know documentary or something or interview to the point where I got hip to flip the script and his interview with the Latin Kings and that right there I was listening to that interview like at least five ten times you know what I'm saying so that's a new podcast that I got addicted to that I'm just going through and he interviewed Cameron not too long ago so I was really you know flipping through that shit you know what I'm saying now number four on my pick is bag ladies b-a-g-l-a-d-i-e-z bag ladies shout out to them they're two latinas from the bronx you're and they're very entertainment topic heavy so you know they're they give you the femininity and also they give you the wokeness with it you know what i'm saying and i i just i love listening to them and this is not uh, a new well it's kind of semi-new i kind of got into this podcast because one of my listeners was like yo you know when you talk it kind of reminds me of them you know so they sent me their podcast and i just started listening to them i was like yo shout out to you you know what i'm saying so i was listening to them and um you know it, it just for some reason it just feels like i'm in a room with either you know my cousins or some family members the way they talk because all their you know cadence and mannerisms and stuff it's like very bronx you know very new york feel you know what i'm saying so bag ladies that's another my number four pick you know number three bodega boys your stand up these two bronx they're about to be fucking bronx legends so these is a marrow they're like really famous out here that this bit this is a podcast that i actually started listening to from the very 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 beginning son you know what i'm saying so hopefully i get big enough to actually interview them or sit down with them you know but i met them plenty of times on meet and greets on i went i even went to philly to one of their shows you know what i'm saying so shout out to them you know bodega boys uh they're wow funny they're wow funny is a duo Jesus is a jamaican some jamaican cat from the bronx and mero is a dominican cat from the bronx you know what i'm saying so so shout out to them go check that out that's number three my number two pick is bill burr from the morning mo- uh, monday Monday morning podcast my fault Bill Burr from the Monday morning podcast Bill Burr is a comedian and he doesn't do any fancy editing whatsoever so he kind of just gets the mic press record and just you know he just riffs you know what I'm saying so it's very 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 funny especially on some of the tangents that he goes through and on some of his ad reads because he goes on saying that he doesn't really know how to how to read out loud he fucks it up and he kind of makes fun of himself so he he purposely fucks up his ad reads but in a funny way so go check that out the monday morning podcast by bill burr and my number one pick for 2019 podcast you can only find them on spotify is the joe button podcast shout out to them joe button has been out here flourishing you know what i'm saying my man got you know state of the culture 
He got the podcast. He's on loving his. So he's he's getting checks multiple ways. You know what I'm saying? He's getting checks multiple ways. So shout out to him. If you guys want a really depth in in depth breakdown look of hip hop and some of the lyrics and some of the behind the scenes that you don't really hear in some of the hot takes, go to Spotify and listen to the Joe Button podcast. I'm telling you, you guys won't be disappointed. You know what I'm saying? You guys will not be disappointed. And that's a podcast that I was listening to from iTunes. And then when they went to Spotify, I transitioned. I said, fuck it. Let's go. And then let's go to Spotify. You know what I mean? But shout out to them. Now, moving on to the episode. Now, um, I did an episode with Bolden Body, right? Is these three people, they're a, a trio, not a duo, a trio, yeah, a trio. They consist of my man Wesley, Lena D, and my homegirl Maddie. So they're a trio, and they basically talk about the same thing that I talk about, but they do it in an entertaining way. They're, a, they're very professional. They're professional young people who are living, you know, the adult life out in the new in new york city and they give you really personal takes on some of the circumstances that either happen in the workplace happen you know on their personal life or happens out in society so it's a very all-compassing podcast you know and they go through seasons so throughout i believe throughout the summer they're very active you know what i'm saying and they then take a break throughout the winter and they come back so they come back you know you know see they're they're a seasonal podcast but i really highly recommend bold and body because you actually you actually hear some really 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 good insight on some of the things that you guys can probably either accomplish or achieve for example the last episode that they had was Maddie breaking down how she ended up acquiring owning her own house. So she broke it down. She broke down the steps that you have to do certain things that you might not know that you had to do and how she felt. So it takes you there emotionally. It takes you there. You wouldn't not, you wouldn't know how to even go about certain things. If you haven't listened to you know that t- so it, it it gave me a better insight and i said whoa i didn't know that whoa i didn't know that oh that's a really good thing to look at into you know what i'm saying so it's a really really good podcast and they interviewed me so the, the thing is you guys probably heard it i believe in episode 45 i believe so i interviewed them now this is the thing i was telling people go to their podcast go to their website Cause it's going to be linked in the description down below. Go to their website. It's boldenbody.com. I also got their Instagram LinkedIn, um, bold B O L D and you know, A N D and body B A W D Y. It's going to be linked in the description down below. Go to their website and check out my episode because it's like an alternative episode. My episode with them is the same thing, but the beginning is different. The beginning is me interviewing them and in their version is them interviewing me. So if you guys want to see another take 
on my side you guys want to see an, another another you know understand me a little bit more go to their website and all that but you know since this is a filler episode i might as well just put it in here so you guys can actually you know understand a little bit more and actually get a good feel on their podcast because i'm telling you they're very great people they're wonderful people and they're very you know giving and loving and you could feel like when i went to 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 their spot i i could feel the energy of you know like like you know what i'm saying you could feel the energy there you could feel like all right i'm at peace now let's get into this work you know what i'm saying so i really enjoyed it um happy new year guys i hope 2019 wasn't that crazy for ya and if it wasn't let all that blessings go to 2020 but if it was crazy for ya leave all that other bullshit to the side not even throw that bullshit out the window and go into 2020 in a clean slate all right go into 2020 in a clean slate because i'm gonna tell you right now 2020 is gonna be a wonderful year not only for me but for y'all and for this podcast all right happy new year guys i'ma catch y'all next year (laughs) peace hey and welcome back to bold and body it's your girl maddie and i'm joined by my wonderful co-host hey it's lena d yo it's wesley and today are you guys excited because we have a special guest he's special in this collab episode yes (laughs) i'm sorry go ahead you want to introduce yourself (laughs) (laughs) it's your boy the radical latino what's popping people what's going on hey how are y'all i'm good i'm good i'm good how's everybody doing good we're so happy that you're here with us today we're yes. so happy that it's not just wesley <laughs> no thank you thank oh you, my god um just want to start off by saying you ain't shit <laughs> <laughs> just want to start off by Say saying is that thank you for got, for having me guys you know i really appreciate it and if you guys don't know they actually live midtown manhattan this is a really really crazy uprise they're like really doing good for themselves shout out to y'all i don't live here, I don't live here. <laughs> shout out to y'all. they got like three butlers and stuff i don't know about all that my, my ears started popping when i was in the elevator coming up here. i'm like how high is this place penthouse baby they gave me a supreme oxygen tank I'm wow like, is, that, is that supposed to Yo. okay no but uh, thank you for having me guys no, no, the doorman quite. almost didn't let him in <laughs> <laughs> He's that's like, we have a quota on how many people of color are allowed in here. That's not a joke. No, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me well, that, I mean, that really happens in real life. Yeah. 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 Not here, though, because we don't really have. There's no doorman. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. I'd like to point out, not anymore. Because in their last place, they definitely had a doorman. Um, it's not. All right. No, don't run. Don't, don't run. No, they don't. Notice how Lena D didn't say anything. Lena D was like, I mean, we did. Wes was like, we didn't have. I mean, there was a man. He was at the door, but technically it's not a doorman. All right. He was your personal greeter. Right. They got three butlers here, though. You know, gave me cookies. I was like, what the hell? Wes is like, reparations. Oh, shit. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. But no, but anyway, thanks so much for being here yeah, today. You, no and, you know, we, we've for a long time, we've been really wanting to get more into interviewing other podcasters, kind of like 
elevating like their message and their platform too. Mm -hmm. So given that this is probably one of the first time that our listeners are kind of having exposure to you, the radical Latino on your podcast, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what drove you to start your podcast? Well, it first started from just, it started with my mom. To be completely honest, I'm from the Bronx. You know, BXO they stand up. Nacho. Um, hey. <laughs> BX. It Sorry. looks like we have a BX hater in the house. Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> Brooklyn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, I'm, you know, from the Bronx and just growing up in a but what they call quote unquote impoverished community, I've seen a lot of things, and what got me actually into the whole point of researching, you know, mm-hmm. my past or mm-hmm. just researching in general was when my mom told me, did you know Jesus is black? And I'm like, huh? How old were you when you found out what? Jesus was black? How old was I? You, you want me to really tell I, you? I do want to know this. 15. Lord 15? Jesus. I was 15. Yep. Lord this black whole, Jesus. This whole, I was nine. <laughs> this whole time, this whole time, I, I was indoctrinated with that white image, uh, okay. that white image and my mom was always telling me like oh they gotta take it down they got to but she never explained it why so i'm like he's what? like mama just don't like jesus and then she did it in her best rica ricardo accent you, you know uh Jesus moreno i'm like huh <laughs> what are you talking about and she was like yeah jesus is right so i did my research Palestinian. and i started going going in the further i got uh, i went the blacker he got mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it's true, but he's like at first I thought he was light skin. <laughs> yeah, no, and then I was like, he went he went from being white to Dominican to yo. black. And I say, yo, he's a black guy. And then not Dominican. Then, then, then from there, I just started researching a lot more, a lot more, a lot more, learning that um Christianity was a tool to be used amongst our people to control us, to actually have us further enslaved to the point where the white savior you know jesus savior was actually used psychologically for Mm -hmm. us to see white people as a deity you know what i'm saying so when i started doing that i started reading books i started to actually educate myself you know go on youtube hearing people speak a lot Mm -hmm. of lectures and then from there i i started seeing a lot of confusion in the latin community so then i said you know what time to speak out you know and that's when I started my podcast and I got my name and everything. And then from there is history, you know, awesome. a year, a year went by and I'm here, you that's know, dope. Yeah, so yeah. That's, dope. that's dope. No. And it's, and that's the thing though, right? It's like, we always grow up with all of these like ideas and like notions in the background sometimes that like aren't a hundred percent, I think embraced by like our culture because it's different. But if you're growing up in America, there's like kind of no yeah. way to avoid looking at it. Yeah. And so, What's interesting about your podcast is that when you talk about like the white savior or you talk about like how certain things, whether it's religion or um, kind of like education or whether it's like even like things that are happening in the world and people are having sort of these conversations where it's like, hey, like that angle that something's being presented, it's always like showcasing as basically that white people can do no harm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's sort of like you've talked about the concept of white supremacy a lot on your episodes. And it's a big, I think a big portion of what your message is. So I'm curious to hear like your thoughts on it, kind of like introducing how you really break down white supremacy. And then the other thing too, it's like when people are kind of naysaying what you're saying and saying that you're being like too radical in what you're saying. I'm sorry. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do. It just yeah. popped in my head. You should see all my death threats I get. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I was bad. No, no, for real. You should see if people you guys, get really sensitive when you talk you about stuff like this. If you go through everything, um, actually, I did a live couple of actually yesterday, and <laughs> I got two death threats today. So Shit! Oh will, my god! What a morning, you know. I wake up to these type of things, but this is something that, um, just speaking out is something that you know people is saying. You this is the way I see it. You are speaking out on a privilege that somebody is not earned. A privilege that is just given to you just by the color of their skin. So when you rattle those cages, they're going to act out. Right. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. You know mm-hmm. why? Because if you've given everything and everything and everything and then someone comes out of nowhere telling you, hey, you didn't earn that. Screw yourself. You mm-hmm. know? Right. And then you go through the history of why. Right. Then you're going to be like, no, I want to keep things the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the... I focus on white supremacy a lot because that's what the whole focal point always is, mm-hmm. white supremacy. And I go through the term that was coined by Nunley Fuller because I read his book, got his book, and he breaks down everything. And then from there, he actually put it into a way where it could be, you know, digestible, you know, and understandable to the point where I'm like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. That's why I always focus on white supremacy, white supremacy. And the biggest pushback, believe it or not, are not from white people. From Latino. Not from black people. Are from Latin people. Yeah, you got it. From Latin people. My own Latin Damn, community. Damn, man, you be on, you be on your own people's. people's yo. Yo, yeah. It's the worst. Damn, man. Like, yeah, telling me I'm a race traitor. What? I'm a... Being Latino is not a race. This is something However. new. This is something new. This is something new. <laughs> which first I, of all. This is something new I just learned. Bullet lover. I did not know what that meant. Until- I still don't know what that means. Well, this is I'm the first time I've heard. <coughs> well, this is race one hundred and one. No, um, bullet he, lover. I feel like bullet, it's an urban dictionary. It's thing. a. It's a it's called bullet lover. And then I even had to tell him what. <laughs> then he goes like, "Do you know the black bullet from Super Mario Brothers?" I'm like, "Okay, yeah, really." So in other words, he called me a black lover. He uh oh, yeah that was yeah. oh, pause, 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 exactly. that was very creative yeah I gotta give yeah. him that much. Yeah. <laughs> I because I, I would have never figured. I read, I read it. I didn't write it down, but I was like, huh, okay, that was good. Okay, because that's a good reference. We yeah. all know the black bullet from yeah, Mario exactly. is the one that comes I, out at you. Like, yeah. They try to hop okay. over it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, all right, that that was a good one. Yeah. I gotta give them to but, their creativity. But yeah, like I, whoever came up with that, kudos yeah. to you, sir. <laughs> Fuck you, but no, kudos but, to you. Yeah. No, but yeah, like all those things that just come, all those people who disagree. And they want to voice their frustration, disagreement, just come at me and just tell me all this barrage of just craziness to the point where I just hit them with, okay, do you think white people see you the same way you see yourself? And that's when the conversation stops. stops. Yep. That's when they start just explaining. That's when they go like, well, I'm like, if you have to go with, well, blah, 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 then you already know what it is. You have to start your sentence with an adverb. You got problems. But... Yeah, like, he took us back to like mm-hmm. language arts third grade. Nah, so let's nah, talk, means, tell him about them adverbs. Nah, let's go, Wesley. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. But yeah, but but we have if, to. If like, we want to go with the adverb stuff, yeah. you know, white supremacy oh is a verb. It's part of an action, and it's part of you know you have to have power behind those type of actions. I don't want to hear. Well, I can't be racist because this person thought about it. And you, you. No, when you think about something. 
those uh, those thoughts become an action. Those action becomes a decision. Those decisions become what happens to uh, victims of white supremacy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that's how people don't get, you know, housing, money, loans, whatever, jobs, you know, whatever. They got to, I don't know how they figured it out. I think they sell cocaine here. This place is nice. But we don't sell drugs here. We don't do that illegal shit. Yeah, no, I don't, but, I don't but, live here. <laughs> I don't live here. He's like, I am far away from this. That's possible. No, but, but those are Yeah, the- I know. I'm hood adjacent. Um, <laughs> hood adjacent. Wait, I, live, I live in the hood. <laughs> wait, this is technically hood adjacent too, so. Yeah. yeah. Queensbridge yeah. like two blocks away. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. I think they started uh, smelling some black and mouse when I walked into the room. <laughs> they, they were like, oh my God, it smells like the Bronx just walked in. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but. <laughs> you said it, not us. <laughs> I felt it. No, no, but. Um, no, the the the, thing, the the whole point is that you know white supremacy encompasses everything, every action that we do right. daily. Regardless, if we just want to sit home and not even go outside, guess what? Our doors will get broken into, get shot up, and say, "Oops, I thought this was my apartment." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If some of you guys are, you know, don't know, who yeah, you don't, don't know, know about that story. About yeah, Amber Both Geiger. Jean. Yep. Asshole. Go look anyway, yeah. but yeah, and so. Given that you have people that are literally trying to come after your life, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. what keeps you motivated and what what would you say is your biggest like message to those people that are like naysaying what you're saying? They're denying like what their real yeah. identity is like. What what do you have to say to those? Well, the people? only thing I could say is, you know, life experience is going to teach you, mm-hmm. you know, regardless if you deny it or not. Life experience is going to teach you and it's going to show you um, a lot of people went through. A lot of racist, uh, you know, encounters with whoever, depending from going to the bank to going and just going into your car. You know, people experience that. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, a lot of times those naysayers will say, well, that doesn't really mean, you mm-hmm. know, right. well, you know, and they start giving themselves explanations on why it happened. And that's just another form of them protecting themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? But to be completely honest, those are not the people I'm trying to save or get my message through whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They already have their mind made up. It's on you. When shit goes down, don't come running back. You know, you already chose your side. It is what it is. But what keeps me motivated is just the fact that it keeps on going. If white supremacy still exists, that's what keeps me motivated. White supremacy, I see it every day, and that's what keeps me going and going and going and going and going. Okay. And what else would you, so for your core listeners, obviously the people that support what you're doing and, um, you know, they they either can relate to what the message that you're Mm -hmm. you're bringing to the table or they feel that they they potentially could be motivated to also do something about it. Mm-hmm. Like what else would you want them to know? And then what should our listeners know about you as well? Because obviously we want to introduce them to what oh, you're yeah, talking about. So yeah. like, what, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts on, on that, first of all, if you're not hearing me but until today, um, welcome. Uh, you, you guys will just hear me just basically speak the truth. Um, somebody told me this when I started, a couple of episodes after my first episode, they told me that I like your approach because you're authentic and you're raw. And I'm like, I guess. And somebody, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then somebody else just kept on saying the same thing. So 
my approach is basically just, you know, getting the knowledge, what I have, and just freestyling everything mm-hmm. and just spewing it out. Yes, I might sound like an idiot. It is what it is. But I'm surprised that it's been a year and people are still listening to me talk to myself on the mic. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. The, the, the main thing for my core listeners, which I always preach, is self-love and self-empowerment, especially mm-hmm. black empowerment. Continue on doing what those things need to be done. If it has to go to a black business and support them financially, do that. If you have to go out your way and not order from Amazon, but order the same thing from a black website, do that. Just keep on promoting black empowerment because those economic small little gains is going to actually gain in something much bigger. No, that's great. And I always preach that too. I was like, money is power. Yeah. And especially as people of color, where we put our money is very powerful. Yeah. And we should be taking the time to do the research on what types of businesses we're supporting, what types of movies we're watching, mm-hmm. and really just stop supporting shit that doesn't make sense to support. Because sometimes you're kind of impeding development of our own communities because of like something might be easier like amazon's like super easy yeah. to order from but yeah. i mean that two-day shipping guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. but i think it's little things like that where we have to like support each other and part of the reason why we, yeah. we're really excited to have you on our podcast today is like how can we also support other podcasters that yeah. have a message of, of hey like stay woke get woke yeah do some shit about it. Yeah. So we're really excited to have you and yeah, we're excited yeah, to you, dive you, into you. the topic today. Yeah. All right. So let's get right into it. So obviously this is a collab episode between Bold and Body and the Radical Latino. Woo-woo. And so, of course, we're going to keep it real. We're going to stay woke, but we're also going to deep dig deep into like the concepts that, you know, white supremacy and racism. So I know sometimes we've kind of covered it, but we're actually going to get deep into it. And so... On this week's episode, we're talking about how those are intertwined, and we're we're gonna make it fun too. And we're actually gonna talk about movies and shows, so that'll be an interesting point. And also, how we can stop the perpetuating the toxicities that come along with white supremacy and racism too. So, um, radical Latino, why don't you just take it and go into like really breaking it down for us in terms of like white supremacy what that means and how people should be thinking about it as it relates to racism. All right. So before I even start off with white supremacy, let's, you know, for those sensitive people out there, let's define what white supremacy is. Mm-hmm. Does oh. not mean all white people. I'm does. I don't talk about that. White supremacy is white supremacist and non racist white people. It's, we got to keep the definition clear. And what the definition means, people who are classified as white, who mistreat and abuse people who are classified as non-white. That's been the working definition all along. So white supremacy encompasses nine areas of activity within people in the areas. So one of that those areas is entertainment, which goes into media, which goes into television, magazines, movies. Radio. Radio. Everything all around, you know, and under the sun, you know. So the main focal point that I'd like to focus on, which is white supremacy, and the person who coined white supremacy is Nelly Fuller. For those who don't know who Nelly Fuller is, 
He's a person that basically coined the term white supremacy. He wrote a book, the United Independent Compensatory Code System Concept Textbook. So that textbook basically breaks down everything what white supremacy is and how it affects us daily. And also, he breaks it down in nine areas of activity. So white supremacy in movies is supposed to encompass everything positive about white folks, everything positive about a white savior. You can't have a movie or an image of a strong black person without having a white savior to actually save the whole movie. Or it's going to have, you know, tacky parts where black folks are being either made fun of or being perpetuated in a negative way in that movie where white people are just, you know, uh, playing it apart, playing it up, you know, to have black folks, you know, feel of type, some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They always have to be the heroes. Yeah. So that's what basically encompasses that. So if you guys want to give your takes on that. So I think um, what I find really interesting, at least about Nellie's like book and concept is just the, the fact that like, I think most people think about racism as its own thing. And I think for the longest time, there has not been an acknowledgement that racism is still live and thriving. Mm-hmm. Like people have always said, Oh, I'm not like people think I'm a racist. Like, why are people still talking about racism? Like we're past that. And the reality is, is that we're not past it, especially because the other flip of the coin is that racism is tightly tight with the concept of white supremacy. And so the reason why racism exists is because white supremacy exists and you can't get rid of racism until you eradicate white supremacy. And so I think what people really need to think about is that the, that, that racism and white supremacy perpetuate injustice in, in society. And so when you break it down to the most fundamental elements, it's the fact that, because we haven't gotten justice for those that experience racism, there's really little progress that can be had in the world. And like in America, there's a very like there's history around why it's like this, but there's also history in other nations of why it's like this. Um, And so what I would urge people to really think about is how, how can you as an individual challenge both racism and white supremacy and trying to find more justice for those communities that are impacted. So the victims of white supremacy. Um, and, and so like, that's something that I thought was like very powerful from, from Nellie's work. And it's like basically in those areas of activity that you mentioned, like we all have the duty as especially those people that are more subjectable to white supremacy and subjectable, subjectable to um, subjected to racism is that we really just need to question what is out there um, and, and do what we can. It's in our power to make sure that we're not just falling in line with what, you know, whether it's a movie, whether it's what somebody's saying in the workplace, just trying to fall in line with like what we think might be the status quo, but, there's always room for progress and there's always room for change. And so I think that's what's really important about his work is that he's really pressing people to take ownership over their own destinies and doing something about it, not just being a victim of 
of the white supremacy or racism. But yes, it exists. But there's also ways that we can move forward and, and change that dynamic. So I thought that was very powerful. And, and I hope that it's something that as we talk through um, talk through it today, that we can help people see how they can become empowered by by just having a knowledge of that, that concept and that philosophy. All right. I, I got a question to ask, right, for all the uninitiated. So how do you exactly change that narrative as a whole? I feel like um, Lenity spoke on it by saying, like, having that knowledge and understanding of it is One the thing. first part. Right. Um, and also just understanding the breadth of it. I think a lot of people feel like the reason why you hear a lot of people oftentimes say racism and white supremacy is a thing of the past is because at this point in time, it has just been repackaged. It's not the same look anymore. It's not a group of men in white hoods, like riding around and burning crosses in their front yard. Uh, That's usually the first image that comes to to people's mind when they think white supremacy and racist. They're like, if there's no KKK anymore and there aren't lynchings anymore and this isn't happening anymore, then clearly it's a thing of the past. And it's like, no, it's just been repackaged. Um, United States Senate. (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) now we're talking about how it affects our communities, how it affects the opportunities that we, our peers, our children, our parents have. We have to look at it in terms of um, the prison industrial complex. So it's no longer that image that we had of it before. So if you're going to be blinded to it because it's like, oh, there's no more KKK prevalent, then it's no longer a problem. And it's like, no, what you need to understand is how it looks now, how it's been changed now. And what the impact of it, it still has the same impact of being oppressive to people. It's just no longer um, as blatant. And sometimes it's not as physically dangerous. And that's the thing that we have to focus on with words. Nelly Fuller talks about words are very important. Words to get you out of things and to get you into things. Mm-hmm. You know, words are very, very important. I'm a picky a piggyback on what she said about images. Yeah, we don't see the hooded white people walking around here, you know, talking about go back home. They turned in their hoods. They took off the hoods. Yeah, they turned they turned in their hoods and put on suits. Oh, and now I was thinking about the MAGA hats. <laughs> oh, the red yeah, ones, yeah. the red hats. They put on suit. They put on suits yeah. and MAGA hats, and now that's the new symbol of the KKK. White supremacy always evolves. They always plus play chess mm-hmm. and we're out here playing checkers thinking that we're playing the same game and we have to learn how to actually call those things out, see it and actually learn how to either skirt it or fight it. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? So with, with things like that, now we have the proud boys. Now we have um, Richard Spencer's thing, which is the alt right, oh, the alt light. You know, we have to start learning little things because they go and hide within words and codes for I think was it two years now there was this a keck flag that was running around these white supremacist communities and people were just thinking hey it's a green flag with just a little clover on the front not knowing that this keck flag was actually empowering white supremacy yep you know a lot of people didn't know that now new symbols like the okay symbol 
is being used as a way to basically t- tell other white supremacists, hey, listen, I got you. I'm with you. You know, they're throwing it up in pictures in the White House to the point where people are talking in in Senate in the Senate and they're throwing up this OK symbol right behind people who are talking, you know. So yep. these are little things that we have to call out and we have to really, you know, get away from people who are naysayers who say, well, you really don't know that, you know, that's just the OK symbol. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And again, you haven't been on 4chan lately. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, again, we have we have to learn with words. We have to learn how to de- um, define what words are and how because white supremacists are masters at words. They're masters on saying the same thing that you're calling them out on differently. Oh, no, this is not it. It's just, you know, the OK symbol. And then when you point it out, no, it's not. It's actually the white power thing. Yes, it was a joke, but now you guys indoctrinated it to your own thing. Well, well you know what? You're reaching. You know yeah. what? You know what I'm saying? So things like that. We have to learn how to call these things out. And these are very important when we talk about images. Images is very important. Absolutely. And so I think part of it, too, and so I, I like the that you bring up sort of this chess versus checkers. Right. And so I think even with like day to day, and as we think about entertainment and media and images, I do want to spend some time talking about like, what are some shows and movie titles that actually completely flip the narrative of, of like what it means to empower people of color. And, and really they, they come out seeming to want to talk about and give like put the the communities of color in the right light, but they're actually doing the complete opposite of it. And so like thinking about what initially people might think is the message ends up not being the message of that specific movie or entertainment, but then also the fact that where we might think that because there's a black protagonist or a Latino or Latina protagonist that they're trying to uplift our communities, they're actually doing the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple examples that we really want to dig into because it becomes crazy once you start peeling the onion of what that the, what the message of that movie really was. Um, and so the first one is called Where Hands Touch. And so Maddie, please tell us about this. This fuckery. <laughs> this situation. I'm glad you said it because it's exactly what I was about to say. Yo, man, Rue um, broke my we heart. We will mm. also like to preface this whole section by saying we have not watched these movies. And right? Can we agree? All none of us have watched any of these movies. No. I well, no. I've I actually. Just watched the trailer. But Rue still. Yeah, broke I mean the trailer, but the actual movie no, or no, show. No, no, no. Rue, so I've actually did watch one of the shows that we're going to talk about. The whole thing. Yeah. But, Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah. Wait, are you, right. are you, the the second one. Yeah. yeah, the second one. Oh yeah, I did it for research purposes. Yeah. Oh, you lying? He was just <laughs> yeah, his popcorn was just like this is good. It's on my, it's on my Netflix queue. Like <laughs> you've seen this, maybe you like no, no. Only yeah, saw, that is how it popped up yeah. on mine also. And I'm like, what the hell is this bullshit? <laughs> yeah, I only saw three episodes and I'm like, I'm done. I got real first. But, okay, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to, we'll get to that one. Yeah. So um, that's another one. Okay, so. Then I'm only going to speak for this particular movie. We have not watched the whole we movie. We have not watched it. No. We do not know how it started. And then we've only seen it. the trailer. But the trailer was enough for us to feel like it was very problematic. So as Lena Sadi said, the title of this movie was Where Hands Touch. It came out last year in 2018. Um, towards the end of the year. It was a very silent release. 
Um, and you're about to find out why. <laughs> um, so it was written and directed by Ama Asante, who before you even try to come at anybody, I do want to say she is a black woman <clears throat> from the UK. Don't get it twisted. All your skin folk ain't kin folk. <laughs> Don't forget it. <laughs> um, she also has made two other historic dramas. So that's her thing. She does like historic dramas and they tend to focus on interracial relationships and developing despite racial tensions and discrimination. So that's her thing. Right. And it sounds good. Right. But it's not like it's no, like, I, I like, like when you life. first hear that, it's just yeah. like, okay, yeah. Black people did exist. Why weren't we represented in those spaces? Think about how many historic dramas there are with a black person who's not a slave or a servant. So it's like Very what you were rare. saying, yeah. where it's just like, oh, shit, we feel like it's representation. But then let me tell you what this movie is about oh, before you get your hopes up. Um, so the whole premise, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> the whole premise is that a young biracial girl, Rue. this is played by Amanda Sandberg. Did you say Rue? Oh, Rue. Rue. <laughs> I wish I could whistle so I could do the... <laughs> the Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> so if you don't know who Amanda Stanberg is, she's, she was Rue from the Hunger Games. She's been a whole bunch of different movies as of the most recent one was um, The Hate You Give, which was crazy to me because the hope The Hate You Give came out the same year that this came out. <laughs> and it's like complete opposites yeah. of... It's just completely opposite. Um, so yeah, she's a biracial girl and she falls in love with a young man. Oh my God. I love, I hate romance stories. Let me not. Um, but she falls in love with a young man who is part of the Hitler youth. Okay. That's enough. In Nazi Germany. And his father is a prominent Nazi soldier. Uh -uh. She falls in love with a young man who is part of Hitler youth. And I was just like, you black. What the fuck? <laughs> what? So um with this and with this uh just by hearing this, you guys already should know what the image that they're trying to, you know, purvey here is, you know. Love, love conquers, conquers all. all. Exactly. Love exactly. conquers all. There yeah, is exactly. nothing that Why you love getting gas and your body's burned after you've died. Yeah. So my whole thing, honestly, when I first saw it, before they introduced the love story part of it. My initial response was, there should have been black people in Germany at this time. Like, why hasn't there been a movie about any black Germans? This is so true, right? Or you never even see them in any of the movies. Ever. Not even in the background. Like, no, There's never been a scene. I cannot think. And if there is a movie where there's black people in Germany, y'all let me know. But I could not think. Who? Red Wings? No, yeah, but that's like. That's not really. I'm talking about Germans, though. No, and I'm pretty sure that there Shinless were black maybe? people Histor- there. historically. I think what, what, it was a Shark Island. A bunch of black people died in, in uh, during World War Two because of Germans and stuff. But yeah, no, of course. But, Schindler's List, maybe? No, I don't remember seeing I any don't black recall people. Wasn't that also in black no? and white? Shut up. That's true. Too. Shut up. <laughs> hey, what, about, what about the X Men when he has flashbacks and being? You know? <laughs> There's that one black person in the background who's just like, exactly. who is that's not a slave or a servant. Oh, God. Remember, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm like, no, no, damn. So, like hard, when guys. I first saw this, I was just like, oh shit! Like, yes, tell me the story of black people in Germany during this time. Why? Like, 
Be- again, because I've never seen it. There's curiosity so, around it. Again, initially, no. I'm just I saying, like, like I stuff. would have. No, initially, I, I would have liked to hear that story. No, but there's like, I mean, obviously, there were people like black, like you, like whoever it is that thinks that there's a place in the world where there aren't black people. Like, I just don't think that's how it works. Like, they're, they're well, there. they did invade North Africa, so and it would have come from that. But then, then like, there still like weren't even movies that depicted that that's what i'm saying like whenever we have this conversation about nazi germany there's never any people of color so that's how it it started to pique my interest and Mm -hmm. i was just like oh shit honestly like i saw this trailer and i was just like oh shit there had to have been at least one black person there at least one black Mm -hmm. person who was just like nah bruh don't go that way they down there like there had to be one and then i saw the rest of the trailer and i was like look at this fuckery um because it's just like there's there's scenes where it's just like she's she's talking to him and she's just like we can't be and he's like but i love you all sorts of bullshit like that but my father yeah your father's literally murdering jews but i still love you we can be together she touched me (laughs) (laughs) that means we go together now um no 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 That's not what that means. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, becoming an occurring guest. <laughs> He's like, I want to sit next to Meg. <laughs> no, but it's like, we should have done the where, where hands touch. Where hands are, our hands touched right here. <laughs> That's the picture of the episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, for real though, it could have been a good story. Nah. But... Now, when you tell me she getting in love with some... That's what Nazi, I'm saying. No, once that's once it gets it. to that part, right? that's where I think most of us are lost. And there was a lot of outcry about it. And there was a lot of outrage. And um, it was one of those cases where she was interviewed. And she pretty much said, she's like, but I want people to actually watch the whole movie. And it's like, nah, no, bro, this is problematic. Well, like, because it ignores the narrative. And so I know, Wesley, you were just like, no, like, it's fucked up, like... And so what I mean by curiosity is like the fact that like our stories and when I say our stories, I mean stories of black people, stories of like Latino, Latina, brown people like those stories are often not told in the mainstream media. I I get it. But But, like, but why would I put my economic, I guess, resources to something like this? Right. No, but that's that's the the whole thing that we're saying. That's my not this particular story. We're saying a story where. It represents people of color in this time and place because there is none. And the fact that this is the fuckery that we got is bullshit. Is bullshit. And I think you guys, the listeners, are going to start re- hearing a reoccurring um, theme here where I'm going to just go back to Nelly Fuller's code is we have a relationship with white supremacists as the three T's. Has anybody heard what the three T's are? Nah. Please the, tell us. The, the relationships that we have with the three T's between non-white people and white people are terroristic, tacky, and trashy. So if you guys break down all these movies that we're, and shows that we're actually going to start discussing, you guys will actually see the trashy, the tackiness, the terroristic part of all these movies and shows and images. We can't have a positive portrayal on TV because it's dominated by white supremacy. <clears throat> and because of that, that's the reason we have 
shit like this where hands touch, you know, and it's completely, completely, completely trashy, you know, completely trashy, regardless if we know historical facts that slave masters used to have sex with their slaves, you know, bear and they used to bear their children. Love didn't take them out of slavery. You know what I'm saying? So with things like even with things like this, the 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 that message that they're trying to say is love conquers all, love conquers all and stuff. But look at the actions that they're doing. Look at what the narrative narrative is underlining what they're really trying to say. You know, yeah. right? So I do want to say that she did come out and say, and I quote: "This wasn't a movie that was ever going to have, let's just say, a romantic ending." When people talk about it as a romance and romanticizing Nazism, that is not the one that is the one thing this movie does not do. I hope that people walk away being really, really clear about the story that I have tried to tell. I hope that people walk away moved. So could it be a rush to judgment? Absolutely. But based on the representation in the trailer, it's not drawing anybody in to be like, let me give this a chance. You're you're talking to the same person who watched Richard Spencer get punched in the face 20 times and laughed the whole time. So for me, you counted. Oh, oh, yes, I did. (laughs) Every time it was more glorious than the last time I saw it. Since we haven't seen the movie, I'm going to just assume let me just guess the girl doesn't get the guy he either dies somebody dies or it's some like sort of um, romeo and juliet type of thing that they can't be together because of you know what i'm saying Mm, like i feel like that's probably what it is you know i feel like what it is she died in the end get out of here with that or she somehow escaped or something but even then it's just like you can't ask so like so there was backlash around it. And then there was like, she was interviewed about it. And then she asked people to go and like watch her movie again. And give that, her a chance. Like, and that's like, but then again, it's, you're, you're basically asking people who don't see a connection to the story, who don't feel like they're going to be represented in the way that they would want to be represented through the story to support something financially. Mm-hmm. Because you're not saying here's a free screening for everybody that feels that my movie's trash. I'm going to like, like prove you wrong i'm going to show you that it's a different storyline you're basically telling people to just go out and watch it yeah and at the same time supporting you economically for your project but if this movie was actually intended to motivate the people that are criticizing her she didn't do it she didn't go around about the right way yeah, and so if there was out. a story that she really wanted to tell and that she wanted people to actually um rally behind that cause then that should have been a part of the conversation to begin with. It should have been what was reflected in the trailer. And so it goes back to like the images of what's being portrayed in this content is that for those of you that only see the trailer, you'll come away from it saying, well, okay, this is like, again, a white savior. Like people need like basically love conquers all because a black woman fell in love with a white man and that's enough. But like, that's not anything different from what has already been portrayed in the media before. So like, how is this different from anything else? You, you guys got to remember also that this movie needed to be greenlit. So that means it had to go through numbers of people in production, in the script, in God knows every other way to marketing. And this bullshit was, okay, sure. Let's go along with it. 
But if that any one of you guys could please Google who actually wrote the script. Oh, I'm already she on did. it. She, uh, she wrote it. Oh, she wrote it. Was it? She wrote also, and directed it. And also, was it co-written or co-produced? I'm looking or, at the production company who yeah, decided beca- to do this. Because this had to be at least one person go like, they got fired. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Man, <laughs> they, Man they Sony losing again. out here. It was losing. a Sony, was Sony movie? Yeah. Sony, um, it Notice says how there was very little press the, about it, it. Yeah. Acquired the international dis- distribution rights to the film, excluding selected territories in Europe and, uh, and Australia. Y'all losing. That's why I got hacked a couple years back. Mm. Out of here. Watch some damn shit like that. But I think it was, it was intentional. They knew, like, this probably isn't going to rock. Um, we're probably not going to have the kind of viewership. So that's why it was not pushed the same way here that it may have been internationally. Um, and again, it's very easy for us to immediately think, Oh, with a storyline like this, it must be, um, it must not be a person of color that's writing this, that's producing this, that's behind this. So we can't always make that assumption that like, we're all in this together. Or we're the same kind of allies. Right. Because no, not everybody's going to think the way you do. And we have to remember also, unfortunately, even if we have our people behind the wheel, Mm -hmm. moving, um, you know, doing what they got to do and actually pushing a project along, that does not mean they have our best interests at heart. Yeah. Um, For example, we have a lot of, you know, black and Latin politicians out here um you know police chiefs who decimate the community a lot worse than just regular white supremacists do we blame them yeah but in the end of the day we have to know what they're backed by that's what we have to know so this is another form of white supremacy putting our own people in the forefront because behind the scenes they get controlled you know what I'm saying? It's, it's funny because um, I was reading this article. I think it was yesterday or the day before where Lena Waithe had like, she came up and said, for know who don't know Lena Waithe is, Lena Waithe is the um, the comedian that's on, um, what's that show uh, with Aziz Ansari? I don't think she's even, I wouldn't characterize her as a comedian. That's she's the an actress. One, right? Yeah, the Netflix one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like the best hit, like his like um, childhood best friend or whatever. They would hang out all the time. She was even. She's making, behind like, the shy. She's behind quite a few shows. Right, right, right. Here. But but she made like this big distinction. She was just like, well, you know, what I don't understand is how come you know all more prominent like black and brown actors don't put money behind independent films. You know, like she's like, if I make like twenty million dollars, I'm at least putting like, you know, my money behind three of those films, so that way. They come up, and she was shouting out um, Ava DuVernay with her um, with her uh, um, documentary. Shout out to but her! She, but she was just like, you know, it, there are very few of those out there, and and she, I think she name shouted Denzel and Will Smith and Will Smith. Like they don't put money behind like these independent films, and yeah. So, oh, you. But how does she know? How does she know? Where I mean, they're she's putting in, their she's money. In the, yeah, she's in there. She's in the the circle of of the folks. That, I don't know about this. Because the one thing I never like is when and, people try to tell other people what to do with their money or how they're spending I, their that, money. That I get. like you don't know if they're not giving money to these projects 
under different names. Right. Maybe but, they don't want to. But she in the article, she made like this distinction where um, there was a movie that came out. Um, it was a, like an all black cast that was funded by Brad Pitt of all people. You're like, what? <laughs> I forget the, what the names of the movies were. But um, but yeah. Yeah, because um, you got to remember, this is like, like you said, Manny, uh, Manny. <laughs> I was like, did he call me oh, Manny? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, like you said, uh, you know, we don't know wh- what they're going to fund or, you know. Or how they money, give back to the community. how they give back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the it's true. Is, we, we also have to look at the history of action, you know. We actually have to see the history of. Okay, they haven't given to this, but what are uh, what else are they, they giving to? to? Right? Yeah, true. You know? So we have to, you know, either see a reoccurring um, thing. Because at the it, same time, she's talking about this, but Denzel and Felicia Rashad also gave how much scholarship money that right. put Chadwick right. Boseman through school? Through, right, right. That right. put so many black actors and actresses through school. And also, so are we just I, gonna? No, I'm not. I'm not that? saying that there's a discount on that, but I'm just saying that. I think I think where she's coming from is more from like a you know a production standpoint like a distribution standpoint not necessarily like you know building up the next wave of actors but actually building up the next wave the of o- wave. owners you know what I mean Actually I get it but we we yeah, get we, we're digressing we're yeah, going yeah. To, to just piggybacking off of that um for all you people who want to date white um <laughs> Remember, Wait, where do we just go? Shots fired. I need you to put up like a bullet soundtrack. Who want to date white? The person under Lucas, the guy Lucas Films. Lucas Films. What's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? George. George Lucas. George Lucas. He actually has a black wife. For those who don't know, yes, she basically nags him. To put making black black films and he actually made a couple of black films and he actually donated to a lot of black colleges, right? Black um black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. He does a lot because his woman is behind him saying, "Yeah, you have to do this. You do it." So for all those who want to date white, use that white money to empower your own community. All right, that's about <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I'm glad that's where that went because I got scared for a month. Yeah, I was like, Ooh, I was just like, where's going? this gonna go? Get, but... See your closest white person, get a knife. At... No. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is the last time we do this collab. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, that was that was this movie. Um, there's hands, more. Yeah, there's so much more. Oh, yeah. Man. Um, I know there was one in particular that you yeah. wanted to cover. Yeah. Later. There's this. There's so okay. So in that specific one, I was really surprised that the the director and the writer is a, a woman of color. And, and and so we like to think around um, using our our positions, like if we're people of color in power, using our positions to empower our own communities. In this case, that as from from what we've talked about, it's not what happened. Mm-hmm. She could urge us as much as she wants for us to go watch the movie and see if it's any different. But the narrative is there. Like it, there's nothing behind it that you would feel empowered to to go do that it would change the outcome of of the narrative and the stories that are already put out in the media there was there's another interesting one called siempre bruja or always a witch that's on netflix that bullshit 
And that bullshit, which I thought was also ridiculous, is interesting. Because so is this the one that you watched? This is the one that I watched. And I watched it for research purposes because I was really curious to mm-hmm. see what the storyline would end up being. Okay, for for all the uninitiated, again, I was not here when she watched these things. He like, was not. Because no, I, I would have been pissed. No, to be honest, the trailer doesn't doesn't tell you much. To be oh, really? completely honest. The trailer doesn't tell you much except for the second trailer. It tells you at the least longer a longer trailer. Bit. But the snippets that I've seen, and I just saw the first snippet, and I'm like, somebody who travels through time? That's all I thought. think about. So I'm like, all right. When the first episode is already fuckery. You're yeah, like, from the what? very beginning. And I, so... Just to give everybody, like, our initial thoughts. <clears throat> you were just like, oh, I don't know what this is about. I saw that trailer. I saw the longer trailer. Like, you know when you're scrolling yeah. through Netflix, and then, like, if you stop it plays out that whole long trailer. That's the one I saw. And I was like, at first, again, at first I got excited. I was like, oh shit, it's an Afro-Latina. Let's go. This is about to be, oh, Mm -hmm. oh no, not Not about to be good. Mm -hmm. So it was, I was excited for that representation. Again, we got, we got caught up in that. Um, and then you quickly realize, oh, this is, this is some tomfoolery. Again, (laughs) another, another tacky, you know, image that we're being exposed to. Yeah. So and go the, ahead, Lindy. So, so you also is, thought. So was... the reason that. So when I saw it, I was just like, wait, come again? Like, <laughs> why is this person? So wait, this person why is. time traveling? It's like she's. Well, she's a slave, and I, I get that she's a witch, and so she can time travel, which is awesome. Kudos for her and her power. But then you're then using your power backstory. to go back and slave and save, like, your, your the, the slave, your slave owner's son. Who you fell in love let's, with? Let's let's keep oh, it. So, let's get some backstory. First so, of all, like, in the in the in the first episode, I only saw three of them. I'm gonna I'm keep it a G. I'm a, I, I watched none of this. I saw the trailer oh, and I was um, like, no. She, I don't even want to watch it. She gets and she, it's Spanish language, right? Like it's it's, it's not yeah. like yeah, it just has like what? English. Yeah, yeah. It's Again, a Colombian, that's why like when you first yeah, watch the trailer, you're just like, oh. And I think like there's either voiceover or subtitles. Yeah, because it was in Spanish. It's- I started cooking mass Spanish shit. I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> he was like, "I'm so, about to get some pollo con pongo." <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was wild, and I was like, "That's what I'm talking about." But then when I saw it, like the first the first episode, she you know she's incarcerated. You know, she's you know in these slave tacky clothes, and it's basically it looks like a like a potato sack. That's basically what it looks like. What she's wearing. She's in, they couldn't give her a, a belt, essential waist. Nothing. Enough. Like, like they, they put her in jail, and then when she comes out of, um, you know, that jail cell or whatever the case is, because she's being tried for being a witch. That's what, you know, what it was. And the slave master's son, who wants to save her, gets shot, and she gets she goes like, "Oh my god, no!" And then they she All they burn her on the you know on the stake. They're burning her at the stake, and then. Yep. The, and then that that that's when she goes a hundred years, you know, forward into the in future. Time, into okay. the future. So you're like, wait, what? What? And then throughout that first episode, she wants to go back to save the the oh, entire God. the entire show is her going back to save this guy, the entire show. And so, but then there's like some interesting themes that come about around like interesting themes. Yeah, like, so because it's not themes. the way they get you is that it doesn't solely focus on that. Exactly. Like when the trailer starts, it's um, at least the long one. It's her in current day, and she's like trying to control her powers now. 
and like it's she has friends around her and they're just like oh what's going on with you like you're being so weird she's like standoffish and then it goes into her backstory and you find out oh she was a slave and now she's like time jumped so it's not just bam in your face like this is fuckery it's there's a whole story that we're gonna mask this fuckery with yeah and and on top of that it gets into more fuckery (laughs) because but somehow she stumbles into town and then goes back into her slave quarters that now is a hotel and yes it's the same exact place the current day now is a hotel and she that's believable and she talks to the hotel owner saying i could work for freeze if i could stay and where she stays is in a closet in the hotel that used to be her room in the slave quarters. She's like, it feels like home. True. What? <laughs> Without am getting I ma- okay, Lena, am I making any of this up? Nope. That's exactly how Sorry. it goes. Exactly. And so those are the interesting themes that I'm trying to talk to. Girl, you are so lucky you wasn't watching this near me. Because if I was trying <laughs> to turn, turn that shit off. So you, turn this shit off. You might as well read a book. <laughs> read a I, book. Damn, yeah, because I'm gonna be reading a book as I was unpacking our apartment. What the? Anyway, you're watching. So, that sounded really personal. That sounded like an attack. <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck was I supposed to do? Watch something else. <laughs> Lena, Lena will say she'll go into the bathroom for three hours and goes and just watching it on Netflix. Like, I have to hide this from I would not do that. But anyway, but <laughs> like I paid so, for this television too. Fuck you. <laughs> Netflix is under my name. What up? You know, Netflix is actually under her name. But the Hulu's under mine. Exactly. She's the like, I'm going to watch what I want to watch. Yeah, the Hulu's under mine. And then I'm going to watch it under your profile just to you, fuck with your recommendations. If you guys want to get... I would reset if you guys my wanna get a, If you guys want to get a free subscription, go to no. Bold and Body forward slash Netflix with Lena Code. What? Then, <laughs> that is not a, that's not a, that's not a thing. Because then when people start cursing... And it's like, wait, you. you guys are posting fa- like fake promo codes and stuff. <laughs> what if it worked though? That'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, so like the themes around it, yeah, okay. So she goes back to live in her slave quarters. She's working for free. And she's like, there's all these themes around like, well, she's like now in current day, she's a woman and she can go to college and like she couldn't have ever done that or dreamt about doing that from where she was from. But any so there's all these things that are just like the the narrative of it is just like well you're so much we really couldn't have this story just be about a black woman that travels into the future we really had to have the slave like master relationship being at the crux of everything that happened definitely gonna that out and that that, like that didn't even need to be an element of the story at At all. all and also we have to remember these slave masters could do anything so hiding out being with a slave that makes no sense historically speaking they could have they've been with multiple people you know these slave masters literally slept with multiple slaves so this whole thing about oh i'm in love and we're trying to run away he didn't need to that element of the story didn't need to you know be a part of it it's one of it was definitely one of those cases where it's just like not all white people that was very much a not all Oh, like slave Yo, man, owners she could have gone just been, been a superhero or something. Like, she could have just stayed been in the future. Way better than like she could have just stayed in the future, or even if it's like, just like I'm going back in time to save my family. Yeah. I'm going back in time oh, to stop, stop this shit. Yeah. Like, stop no, slavery. I'm going back in time yep. to save the man that I love. You still gonna burn? She could have done the dummy. Jack. She could have done the jack. I'm mad. I don't know if you guys know what that is. What? Ja- um, 
<laughs> okay. Oh, nah. Mortal Kombat came out like a couple of weeks ago, oh, right? Okay. One of the Mortal endings for the black Kombat. character yeah. was going back in time and stopping slavery. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that I remember that now. That was a huge, huge backlash saying that, oh, my God, Jax is racist now. Nah. You had a, l- a bunch of white people coming out saying that now Mortal Kombat Jax is racist because he wants to stop slavery? slavery? Shut up. That's stupid. Yeah. No. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's stupid, it's insane, and I it's see this. From, yeah, I see this from the lady standpoint, where it's just like that also makes ladies look crazy, though, because it's just like, oh well, I have all this power, but I'm gonna I'm go gonna, back in time. All you can to do it is to man. use it for a man. Like, no, like that you could have used it in so many crazy. other ways. There's so many different layers to this. It's just like, I mean, wow. All right. Yeah. And so to get into that, right? So this is based on so Netflix approached the author of the book. So this whole story <laughs> is based on a book written by um, Isidora Chacon. She's an, a, a Costa Rican author. Please. Do. I don't know what her book is exactly about because um, in everything, I, I wasn't going to read the book because I was already done with my research with looking at the movie because I had found enough of what I the point that I want to make is that. Netflix basically got in touch with her to get ownership over her book to base the storyline of the show. And so I think it's loosely based on the book. It's not 100% based on the book. Okay. The actual writer of the screen play, like the actual show that made it to the screen through Netflix, his name is Bob Bolkholz. Enough. And he is some white dude from Norwalk, Connecticut. Yeah. I could have told you that. So as it's so it's like everybody's like getting super excited about like, oh, my gosh, an Afro Latina protagonist like this is great. There's like like this is doing so much to tell the right like the story that we want to tell. It's really not the story that anybody wants to tell because it was written by a man that has no idea what that story and that narrative even is. What, what's it, What's his name again? Um, Bob Botch, Bochholtz. I don't know how to pronounce it. He name. sounds like he has two dogs and eat man and eats mayonnaise all day. Like, oh wow. my god! Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's like he was born in 1957. Oh, okay. So like, Bokholtz. there's like a lot already yeah. there. So what about the second person? The second the co-writer person? is there a co-writer? Yeah. The second person, her she's um a, a white uh looking Latina. Her name is Anna Maria Para. And so what I suspect is that she just traduced um translated it from the English version that Bob would have written into the Spanish version. So I don't think that she had any sort of like, and and again, it's like, well, was there anybody on this team that could have said, Hey, like, this is not the story that this audience wants to see. This is why representation matters because this is, this is a Colombian. So the, the studio that um, ended up, you know, producing this movie or the, the show is Caracol, which is a Colombian subsidiary kind of thing. Like they're based in Colombia. And so there's been like a lot of uproar around this one too. It's just like what what's like the whole point of this movie? Because like there is this Afro-Latina lead actress and it begs to um like kind of brings into question, well, was casting just done to get attention? Because there's nothing in the storyline like that would cover anything that anybody in the audience would care to really like talk about. I'm I'm very interested in something. Like we're talking about it and we're just, you know, four people. But I'm interested in wondering how did the 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 Latin diaspora take this? That's what I'm about to get into. Okay, cool. So there was a question around like 
why is the concept of just like, why couldn't it just be the story around an Afro-Latina traveling in time? And so I said this before, like, why couldn't it have just been about basically her traveling to time through time, seeing the impact that technology has had, seeing that impact of like having access to like education and the university, like why wasn't there a story around that without having to have the slave owner relationship in the middle of it? So I kind of said that before. So there was a lot of like questioning around like, why is this even relevant? There was also um, the, the, the point of view that like there, she was basically like the lead actress so um, her name and her role in the show is Carmen, but the, Carmen's blackness or her being black is just a reason to get people to watch it. And it it's was only it's overlooking anything. So it has no role in the, in the it has show. no role into the show. It was just getting it was basically just tacky in terms of getting the viewership of the people that they thought it would be appealing to. But then it's just continuing the white savior master slave narrative it's not changing the 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 conversation that people want to be having in terms of representation in the media or the representation of like afro latinas and and the story of more empowerment that they could bring if the story was tweaked to really make it more about her and her power instead of the fact that she wanted to go save her her white slave son like person in in the story um and so it hasn't really had a um like a positive like review from most people they're all like they're like well the storyline seems okay but then again like what does this mean for the like and these are different because there's different people that have written about it on twitter it went crazy i'm even on my instagram when i posted it i i said as host i said so netflix has a show called siempre bruja you know Mm -hmm. same you know always a witch it's about afro-latina who time travels in present day now to, you know, go back in time and stuff. So I basically go down the whole list and these are the comments I got. What the fuck? Shake my head. I can't even shrug emoji. Straight trash. And this is my favorite one. I actually liked it. Um, Thank God I can't speak Spanish. Just leave the shit over there <laughs> in, the, in the Spanish section. <laughs> It has it's, subtitles, it, asshole. It was, <laughs> for real. It, it's, 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 it's garbage. And this is just on Instagram. On Twitter, it had its own hashtag, and I was following it. And everybody, even from the Latin community, was saying, what in the fuck? But this is the crazy part. The only people who were saying that are the ones who were less melanated to more melanated. All oh. the people who is actually for this and not seeing an issue with that, the more Anglo-looking Latin people. Right. Which is mm-hmm. insane, which goes back mm-hmm. to the image that white supremacy has done. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So, it's oh, I got more followers. Um, So, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but so it's like, and, and so when you ask Wesley, like, how was it perceived in like the Latino community? There yeah. really isn't one There was no perception. support for it, though. Overall, I you can yeah. say that there was not overwhelming support for it. Then. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Even from even from the Latin community to outside the Latin community, it was basically looked negatively. It wasn't it wasn't looked as something positive or whatsoever. a win for representation or yeah. any of that. No. Yeah. They tried it though. I'm gonna give them that. 
Well, Netflix, at first glance, we were all like, oh, shit. Netflix should like Netflix. If Netflix was really so obviously Netflix only cares about getting more people to watch their shit. Yeah. Like that's all they care about. If Netflix actually cared about promoting a different type of narrative and content. Well, you mean being socially responsible? They wouldn't have hired quality Bob Bolchholtz from Norwalk to yeah. write this story. But here's <laughs> Devil's Advocate. They're going to say we have. Um, thirteen. You know the documentary thirteen. Mm-hmm. We have when you see us. You know you're gonna you're gonna have those type of people. Yeah, but, but you know, who worked on those? Exactly. Like that's the important part. Exactly. You have to have the same level of quality people working exactly. on these things that you expect so, so don't to represent. Tr- so, so don't try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like thirteen wouldn't be what it is. When they see us, wouldn't be what it is. The Khalif Browder story by wouldn't the, be what it by is. By the way, those three documentaries, amazing. If you haven't watched them, watch them. Amazing. Watch them at a point in time where you don't think you're going to have to be around white people for at least two days. Yeah. (laughs) You need some time to recover from it. At least two days. Um, It is trying. Talking about the Khalif Browner, I actually am in contact with a person that knows his brother. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. So just a little sneak peek. That might be a future episode. All right. Oh, that'd be dope. I actually am in contact with somebody and we're working on stuff, but... I shouldn't talk that much, but yeah. (laughs) That would be dope. I'd listen to that for sure. So yeah, so that's another one where it's just like, oh man, like we really need to be taking more control of our narrative and and sort of like coming up with our own content and titles that really get to the crux of the issues that we actually want to have a conversation about. Also, I'd like to say, we know I haven't read the book, um, but looking at the description, the book mentions nothing about her being a slave or saving like that whole thing was definitely all fabricated. It's, it doesn't seem to be ha- having based on the book. I was like, why are we doing this science fiction shit? Like, you know, you're going through time and then like, you got to go back through time. Get with your, I mean your, that your I'm down. I, I like mean, a good cool. science fiction but story. I, but, the whole but, time hopping. You escape. The purpose yeah, is trash. Escape. Yeah. Okay. You've escaped. Right, but no. what Maddie's saying is that her being a slave and escaping is not a premise not of the book. Oh, well, not from what I'm better. from. I'm. I did have to use Google Translate, so <laughs> it could have left something out. I'd have two Spanish speakers here. Can y'all tell me if that's? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Like this whole translation isn't perfect. It says, but... <laughs> "Mofongo, I don't compoyo." <laughs> Watch Manny gonna try. She's like, I don't the biblioteca. Um, but first of all, what y'all need to know is that I've been practicing my Spanish on Duolingo, so don't come for me. But check me in about a year. <laughs> You're gonna sound like Rudy Giuliani. Have you ever but heard? I also ha- the reason why I hate so trying to speak Spanish. So weird. He, he goes Yo. like he goes like translator. I got this. <laughs> like I swear to God. Like, Me llamo as Mari. <laughs> Yo tango. <laughs> No, I don't sound that bad. But I can't roll my R's, which is why I ended up quitting Spanish in the first place. Because you know how stupid you sound when you can't roll your R's? You sound dumb as fuck. And I'm well, like, can, can we, can you no, no, no. What y'all not going to do is make me look stupid on this one. <laughs> demonstrate for us, Chewbacca. I literally dropped an entire language course because of this. I'm not about to put myself on blast. The most I will tell y'all is I can't, I can't do that. I sound like I'm struggling. Like... <laughs> So it's just funny. like I'm sorry. You trying to spit? What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> no, I was trying to say a word. <laughs> Yo, even on Duolingo, I'm like, that's not happening. 
Next, Even, I don't think I don't think Spaniards could do that, right? They have a list like Espita. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I could do that. That's the worst accent. I can't. You sound bad. It's so, weird. so moving yeah. on to the next one. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. I'm not even gonna tackle this. I'm gonna let Ooh. y'all start it off because this is. This oh, is you talking script. about Laquisha? Uh, oh, I had to, I had to say it with, with the blackness. Laquisha. <laughs> let y'all start it off. I, I'll go into. I, I, I'll I'll hit in the end. So this is a more recent one. Most this of these are bullshit. relatively. Yeah, they're all. Most of these are from either late last year or this. Yo, year. why are you mad? <laughs> You Yo, want to talk about it, Wesley? Oh, Wesley, do you big man. <laughs> Wesley came out of nowhere. Just bullshit. Like you really sounded like a Chad no. who we just told you like we ran out of pale ale or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is bullshit. And I'm thirsty. <laughs> you guys ran out of avocado toast. What? 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 Motherfucker! Y'all gotta stop trying to come for avocado toast. Avocado toast. I mean, when they <laughs> stop charging sixteen dollars for it, we can stop make fun of it. Yo, y'all mad bougie? Sixteen dollars for some fun. I don't. Toast. We didn't say we paid it. We're just saying. Oh uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, both did. Oh, no, I've never paid I've for never paid I make for avocado it. toast at home is what I say. Ooh, y'all lying. All right, I'm going to pull these receipts. Shit, we about to get it. I don't know where receipts he's pulling. Mm. We talk, no, no we're talking about green juice and we're talking about acai bowls. Mm. We're talking about that extensively. So welcome anyway. back to the hypocritical podcast. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we already said we bougie. All right. Yeah. Three butlers, guys. Three. I don't live here, guys. I'm going to say that again. I don't live here. She lives upstairs. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I need an oxygen tank just to breathe in. That's how high the altitude is. Homeboy definitely came in here. It was just like, I have another level of internet service or of cell yeah, service I'm I've like, never what? had before. 5G? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like, the rest of you peasants only have 4G oh, LTE. I, I walked in here. They said, What's up, broke boy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay, before. Okay, so, so talk about this. this. I can't movie. even. I don't even know where to start with this one. The movie uh, that um, it, it was trending a few months ago, maybe it was when it was supposed to be released. Um, the title of this movie is Loquisha. Oh, jeez. And the whole premise is there is a white gentleman who is down on his luck. He's racist, and um, <laughs> he's down on his luck, and he's trying to pay for his kids tuition wow at a school but he can't find a job like a steady job that will pay him enough to do it he sees an ad for a radio show he sends in a demo he doesn't get it then he hears that they're looking for women of color and he decides he could sound like a woman of color in particular a black woman okay this is where wesley puts in that snippet yes so wesley go now <laughs> This, this is this is what some bullshit. Man. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so, yep, that's what happens. He decides, oh, I could be a black woman. Oh my god, I could, and he decides to do an advice type show where people call in, and he's giving advice from the perspective of a black woman. What? But he's not just a black woman. Like I am a black woman. He's no, no, very... he has to make it as stereotypical and offensive to black women as possible starting with the name loquisha because he starts off and he's like my name is loquisha let's start let's start with that the fuck loquisha let's i'm i'm pissed off just even saying it he couldn't just say something else he He could have went with keisha he could we would have been good with that 
Yeah, Keisha. Like he could he could have Stacy. Ashley. He could have went. There are uh, black women with all of these names. Yeah, he could have went with something way totally different. He different. wanted to go as quote unquote want, ethnic as possible. If he wanted to, you know, even you know, get creative, Mimi, you know, something like that. I worked with a Mimi. She yeah. was really nice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Something, something, but no, he has he to. Went, he he went has to it. go really, really, really ghetto. Yeah, and not only ghetto, but he has to be stereotypical with the. And, and there know, are a Isha, lot of you know what I'm saying. There are a lot of professional women out there with these unique names, and I'm not going to call them hood because I love it. I'm so here for it. If your name is Loquisha, if your name is Keisha, if your name is any kind of Isha, all the Ishas, all of them. Any sort if there's of like Q's, two names K's, that have been brought together, yes, I'm here for all of it. I love it. But and again, there are a lot of professional women with these names that are living their best lives. Yes. But by saying that having a name like that, you can only be this kind of person is where I have a problem because that's essentially what he's saying. He's like, I need to be sound as black as possible. So I'm going to go with Loquisha. And then the, the voice that he uses, the tone, the mannerisms, all of it is the the most stereotypical Mm -hmm. parts of blackness. And as a black woman, I can say I'm tired of this shit. I'm t- so tired of being portrayed so one-dimensionally. Mm-hmm. Black women are so complex. There's so much to us. We are not all one and the same. I'm not going to front. When I saw the name, yes, the Brooklyn came out. I was like, yeah, Loquisha. Like, <laughs> when I say, it's just like, hi, it's Maddie. And I'm talking to Loquisha. Like, yes, <laughs> there's that difference. But it doesn't define me and it's not limiting, but that's what this movie is. It's just like, Oh, as a black woman, here's what black women have to sound like. And here's what Mm -hmm. black women have to do. And again, remember the premise is he needs a chance and he's taking an opportunity that was meant for a woman of color because as a white man, he feels like he should be able to do whatever the fuck he wants. As if we haven't been living in this world all this time mm-hmm. where white men feel like they can do whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. to women of color. Say things like I'm transracial, you know, get mm-hmm. box braids and say yeah. I'm black now. You, you know, talking, you talking about that crazy chick from Washington, uh, Seattle. Yeah. Yes. I am. Yeah, okay. You yes, talking about Dolezal? Yeah. Yep. Yep. First yep. of all, y'all, what you're not going to do is act like Rachel Dolezal isn't black. Rachel Dolezal told y'all she black. No, she not. Okay. No, she definitely <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she straight up used the hashtag when be she, yourself okay. and when herself she, just, she just, is black. She the fine court. print the fine print says I'm t- I'm telling you right now Maddie been taking a little bit of some bath salt. <laughs> So. <laughs> y'all can't tell believe, Rachel Dolezal nothing. Best Homegirl be- was heading up the NAACP. Best believe. Come on, son. Best believe. She blacker than him. Best oh, believe when she I, goes I don't to, believe any of this. Best guys. believe when she goes to court for welfare fraud, she's going to She's taking them braids out real she's quick. She's going to take them braids out. She's like, oh my God, I did not know. Hi. Hi. My name is Rachel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's not going to be like, yeah, my name Rachel. Exactly. exactly. She's, she's going to exactly. take all of that out. Exactly. So, you remember the interviews with her family and they're just like we don't know what's going we don't know why she's doing this like her they, family they, was yeah, really her, her white family is just like she doesn't this what, understand this is, this what she's what, doing this, but it's not cool we don't know where this came from this what happens not when someone this. doesn't have culture and they get a little bit of black penis Ooh. <laughs> am i going to and black sorry. penis is an amazing thing <laughs> Thank God I was already black. (laughs) I didn't have to pretend. That's probably what it is. She got a little taste. She was like, I am black. (laughs) You know? Mm. I will say that that whole 
I know they say like Haitian by penetration. I hate that shit. Have y'all heard that? I've not heard this ever. So when but maybe someone that are non-Haitians oh, will say, oh, I'm Haitian by penetration because they've slept with a Haitian man. Oh. And it's just like, no, that's bitch, not how it works. It's not how it works at all. You're still whatever the fuck you was before you had sex <laughs> with that man. Like, no, you're not. Can you cook? Do you know our struggle? What year were we founded? Yeah. By who? Who led the room? You don't know shit. The fuck out of here. Out like, of <laughs> but okay. What, so only Haitians De- say Desaline? that. Okay. Was it Desaline? So Look at you. Oh. Get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> Wait, what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? <laughs> that was great. Eighteen oh four. Get him. Yes. What day? What day? You about? I don't know. Oh. That's the easiest part. The easiest part. I guess. It, it is. is. Oh, there you go. Oh, I need a date. <laughs> January first, January first. Oh, okay. There you go, January first. Super move. Don't forget it. Oh. No, but but yeah, Haitians have a very you know unique and strong history. Without the Haitians, Latin people wouldn't even be independent. Say it again. You don't actually have to say it again. I'm just. Saying. <laughs> I was just, Latin people. <laughs> Wouldn't be. <laughs> He's like, I'm not just saying this because there's a Haitian girl sitting next to me and I don't know what she might do. <laughs> I really mean this. <laughs> I am sweating actually right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> not making any sudden moves. Um, yeah, but with this but, terrible movie too, like because we were talking about images. Mm-hmm. If you Google ooh the title, it, the cover, yes. the cover, yes, where gorgeous because. <laughs> It's literally this white man's face bursting through a black woman's face. Ooh, and they a, make her look overweight black woman at that. And they I make believe. her look yeah. like she's yeah, the yeah. craziest person. Like she's just a lunatic. Like mm-hmm. it's the worst image. And there's like this guy just like coming through it like that. And he's smiling, looking all normal and shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so we're the crazy ones. Remember, images are very important. Um, they white supremacists like to do these little backhanded compliments. So whenever we say, "Hey, there's not a black woman as a model or as a lead," they're gonna be like, "All right, not a problem." Hey, the main person from Precious, come here. Now there's a black woman there. You know these little small backhanded compliments. If you guys think I'm reaching, whoever saw the black uh, the the movie of Black Klansman, I saw it. I didn't they, see it. I saw it. What? I saw it like three times. It, it was really good. It was like the, really good. One of the racist definitely watch it. Um, one of the racist guys' uh, 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 wife. Mm-hmm. She was overweight, pudgy, overweight. Right. Yeah. I saw an interview with David Duke, where they interviewed him, saying how were you portrayed and all this other stuff. The first thing he said was, "I didn't like the image of that white woman being portrayed as pudgy, overweight, and non-attractive." So if he is saying that, wow, we are sure not reaching whatsoever. Yeah, feel what I'm being saying? offended when you have an overweight black woman as the caricature mm-hmm. that you're using for a movie like this, like it speaks to so many people. And for anyone who tries to act like we're being sensitive or defensive by this, or not being appreciative of those opportunity quote unquote opportunities, like no, because it's actually it's undoing all of the hard work that people have actually done up till now. Mm-hmm. There are how many people that have fought for representation by giving us some bullshit representation, like any of these shows and movies that we just talked about. It's no, not, it's not real. Because now you've made a joke out of people's true struggles. Yeah. Like I said before, I still do not know the story of people of color during Nazi Germany. 
we do not, there was no reason for this woman who is powerful in her own right to be going back in time to save her oppressor. Mm-hmm. There's, we can't ignore the fact that this Loquisha movie is sitting here essentially, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's like praising this white man for taking an opportunity from an actual woman of color that already doesn't have as many opportunities, especially in a media space, as white men do. Yep. And then his reaction to the backlash is priceless. I have black friends. He's like, essentially I have, what yeah, he he's like, I have black friends. Oh, this was just supposed to be just like white chicks. Like there was no uproar about white chicks. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And then and even the black people that were in this other thing, the black people that were in the movie, because there were black people in this movie, they also were defensive about it. And it's just like, no, you guys are taking it wrong. That's not what it was meant to be. And we were talking about this before we started recording, where it's just like, maybe if it had come out in the time that it was meant to, it could have been smoothed over more. But as of right now, where you have more people that are aware and vocal about this, this kind of fuckery, no, it's not going to slide. No. And like, it shouldn't. At like, all. And that's why we're talking about it, is because this isn't, the representation of our people that we want or that we need in order to make progress. And so we were talking about what white supremacy is. All of these movies bring forth how white supremacy manifests itself in entertainment and how it starts to create these images that impact people psychologically. So for you, like as a person of color, that's like, let's say you're like a little girl that's seeing these movies, you're basically saying, Oh, well, I'll be okay as long as I fall in love with a white man because it's going to be okay as long as I'm with a white person because white people are our saviors and they, and only they can really save us because nobody else is telling a story that's any different. Or even just to be like, it's not that bad. I feel like that's what these movies really, that's the narrative they really push like, Oh, you're being oppressed. It's not that bad. Because love is going to make it was a long time okay. ago. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I never owned slaves. Like, you were never a slave. You know stuff like that. Or or like, or the latest one is no one's alive that is responsible for it. Oh, yeah, can't forget Every, that everybody one. that's alive is still responsible it's, for it, which is the craziness. The, of the it. what and I think is the perfect response for that is yeah, you're right, but you're still benefiting from the past. Yep, you're still benefiting. From those trials and tribulations that um, p- black folks, you know, built this country. Mm-hmm. It, remember, America wasn't America until black folks got here. Yep. We you built know, this shit for free. No America whatsoever. There was a wilderness. That's yep. all it was. It was black white people killing natives. Who That's where in. it was here before black folks Exactly. Came. Exactly. So, you know, when we really talk about, well, you guys, you know, were brought to America. No, there was no America. Black folks built America, yep. you know? So when they say, hey, you know, it's not that bad, they never say that to a Jewish person. They, I, I dare someone say that to a Jewish person. It's not that bad, you know? If somebody just takes that statement that you made as a clip, there will be, like, a whole uproar. 
Be like, he said that the Holocaust wasn't that bad. Yeah. First of all, that's not what I said. That's <laughs> not, yeah. But just saying that, it would be like exactly. a crazy uproar. <laughs> Man, it's going to be like, everything that radical Latino said is not representing <laughs> me. <laughs> keep playing. That's exactly what's about to happen. <laughs> the views stated by a radical Latino <laughs> are not representative of the Bold and Body cast. And so, I mean, with these three movies, like, essentially there's one common theme that we keep seeing in these movies why people are awesome who (laughs) (laughs) if y'all could see the way lena d and wesley oh shit i didn't see (laughs) just looked at me i was just joking guys god remember bath salts (laughs) but no but wait until you meet my boyfriend that is that's exactly like what yeah he's white what a oh jesus she's doing she's doing all the extra today (laughs) anyway but Yo. it's exactly what these movies are doing, though. It's like His they're pushing Chad. they're pushing people to worship whiteness. He's from Connecticut. <laughs> he has two dogs and he runs in the rain. He does. <laughs> so how do you feel about how do you how do you feel about that, Maddie? Well, he doesn't see color, so that's why we what? get along so well. Oh, no. That's great. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what you just smoked. Yo, dead ass. If y'all know, if I ever came Bath with a salts. boyfriend like that, it has to be like, yo, Maddie just got abducted by aliens. It's like that is not her. <laughs> this is not her. Nah, what she... the fuck is going on? Where is she? Like, really? where's her pick? Where is any of her blackness? Be like, no, guys, none of that matters anymore. Hey. <laughs> I brought potato salad. It has raisins in it. Like, Ew, that's that it. sounds disgusting. <laughs> and apples. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. If I go, I'm going to go all the way white. Oh, like, is the potato salad thing really a thing? That's though? a thing. They really do be okay. putting raisins and apples and all oh kinds of weird shit I have no idea what that stuff is. But Man, Karen needs to chill. Look, the fact that they use relish as an actual seasoning just says everything that I need to know about their cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used relish in anything. Except tartar sauce? Do you use relish in tartar sauce? Hot dogs, maybe. Like oh, some people I don't put even put it on. I don't even know what relish, I'm just saying, relish. like, to use it as a... Oh, yeah, no. I don't know what that is. Exactly. Because we use real seasonings. We use maggi. It's like... We use chopped sasson. Up. No, like, no, here. So relish is chopped up pickles in, like, oh. a sauce thing, which I'm not quite sure what it is. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> White people right now are screaming at their radio. Yeah. They're like, it's what like, do you mean you don't use relish? <laughs> You don't put raisins in your potato salad? No, Karen. I don't. I don't. I don't. I have no interest in ever doing that. Watch. Uh Next cookout. That's what I got. I'm going to bring a white boy and some raisin potato salad. We're going to kick you out if it's our our barbecue you're kicked out. My mic is like. (laughs) Yo, your mic gave up on me. Your mic's like, I'm done with this bitch. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's completely (laughs) sidetracked. Woo. But I, I mean, point. I think you made a really good example of how you're now worshiping whiteness. So it worked. And oh, so, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yes, how the, that's. The, yes. And so yeah. we need to find ways that this content, when it comes, when it's released, that we talk about it and we challenge it and we don't support it financially. Even though Absolutely. I, even though I kind of financially supported it through viewership. But um but for research purposes, but I think but it's, it's definitely important. Like when we see these things to call it out and to not support it. Right. Like 
it's crazy because so many of these shows would have and movies would have like flown under the radar and been released and been perfectly fine and nobody would have ever said anything but then we see it and it's just like hold up wait this is not okay you know what's true like another good point too that i just thought about so the whole being under the radar so like these haven't been under the radar because communities of color actually spotted them Mm -hmm. they started speaking against them but what we're also failing to kind of get into is the fact that well, were these movies created for us to watch anyway? We were probably not the target demographic. We were not likely yeah. the people that they were intending for us to watch it. I call this um, black struggle porn. Um, the fuck? Yeah, I, that's how I call it. That's how I define it because we're not the ones that's supposed to be watching. I feel like the white majority who watches this get off on seeing a struggle. Seeing us being portrayed in a negative light, seeing hmm. us in destitute positions, and they get off on that. And guess what? Because it supports These, the narrative that they've yeah. already created exactly. for themselves. So that's yeah. maybe we could call it something different, but that's how I call it. Because let's be honest, if this doesn't make money, they would not continue on making it. That's true. And it ends up making money for them anyway because they have all these other people that are watching it. And it really calls into how it supports white the concept of white supremacy as well. It's because, well, white people are watching it. They're seeing that there's there's they're basically like being validated for how they feel. Yeah. And and it's basically like the Trump effect, right? Like People are fine. Like he's actually saying what they're thinking. They've been thinking. This show is actually portraying white people, how they see themselves as they should be portrayed and people of color being like, you know, (coughs) stepped on or being used as tools and pawns for the narrative and stories that they want to tell. And then if they do happen to have a person of color that ends up watching it, an element of there too is like the brainwashing effect that it could have. So it's like, Oh, well, if, if you grow up seeing these images of white people being the savior, being the ones that are always like doing something good for the world. And then you see people of color as like always in these positions of being of the lower class or not having the power to do anything. You grow up thinking that that's what your role is in society. And then you're not going to do anything to change the status quo. And that's exactly what white supremacy is intended to do. So and all in all, it's like essentially ways that they empower themselves, but we have to find ways to like empower ourselves and also love like who we are and self-love and like basically challenging when we see this. But then we also need creators that are then going to like put out content that actually tells the story as it's supposed to be told. Absolutely. So like 13 and like the other documentaries that we were talking about before, they're actually you know, written and produced and directed by content creators of color. Right. And like, that's exactly or allies. Cause we do have, to, like we said it before, mm-hmm. there are some white people who create these stories that actually do it well. So it's like, if it's someone who's actually informed and is actually referring back mm-hmm. to those communities, then okay. But if you're going to write a story from your place of whiteness as a, whatever voice you want to speak from without actually consulting that person, then you're doing a disservice to the community that you're trying to quote unquote uplift. Right. But if you're actually doing that research, then it's just like, I more power to you. No, that's true. But it, it, it all, we would prefer if it's actually people of color, right. but 
well, we're not saying hey white people don't touch our shit <laughs> right we're just, just saying do it well <laughs> like do it well kind of like actually tell the right stories that yeah. are meant to be told but i think it's also powerful to encourage like people within our, our own, own communities to tell our own stories and if we don't see content that really reflects who we are then we should then feel it. empowered to create it exactly yeah. um but that is today's show so once again, thank you, Radical Latino, for being here. And we were happy to be with you as well. Hey, thank you, no this problem. was dope. Thank you. All right. Bye. <laughs> Peace. Later, Gators. Peace. If you want to hear more from the Radical Latino, follow him on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle, Radical underscore Latino underscore. Also, you can find his podcast on all your podcast apps and YouTube by typing in the Radical Latino.